Welcome to the Unitarian Universalist Church of Kent. Once more, we gather as a diverse and inclusive spiritual community that seeks to inspire love, work for justice, and grow in community. Whoever you are, we welcome you. Wherever you've come from this morning, you are welcome here. Whomever you love, you are welcome. May this be a place where you can be your fullest and most authentic self. shall we live and how will we be remembered inheritors of the moment our legacy never ends this life's for the living for the loving and the giving it's a gift for the children of the generations ahead my heart is full and my hands are open and the work of love is the life I've chosen. My arms are wide in a world that's broken with a holy tribe. This human race in motion. For whom shall we live? And how will we be remembered? Inheritors of the moment Our legacy never ends This life's for the living For the loving and the giving It's a gift for the children Of the generations ahead My heart is full And my hands are open And the work of love Is the life I've chosen my arms are wide in a world that's broken with a holy tribe. This human race in motion. This human race in period of time between Christmas and New Year's, life seems to slow down and there is more time for reading, playing Scrabble, and just being with family. Yet as we approach the new year, there comes with it a sense that one should set some goals, make some resolutions. I try hard to do so, I really do. But like up to 92% of the res resolution-making population, my resolutions sometimes fall by the wayside before mid-January. But this year, I am determined. Not, yes, and I have witnesses. <laughs> Not only are we approaching a new year, but we are poised to cross, cross a threshold into a new decade. This upcoming year is sure to challenge us in many ways, not the least of which is that we are appro approaching a presidential election, an election that is sure to impact our decade. In a recent column, Nicholas Kristof suggested four secrets of success, two of which really resonate and inspire. 
One is a challenge to connect with a cause larger than ourselves. And start early. Don't wait until the final third of your life. Secondly, Christoph urges us to escape our comfort zones. <clears throat> I believe that so many of you are wonderful examples of this, but it's always good for us to remind ourselves. The tradition of New Year's resolutions is said to date back to 153 BCE, at which time Romans made resolutions for the future and forgave enemies of the past. Just like the god Janus, who has two faces, one looking forward and one looking back, we can challenge ourselves to forgive both ourselves and others while opening our hearts as we move forward into uncharted territory. So, as we prepare to cross the threshold between 2019 and 2020, and as we enter a new decade, let's learn from the past and challenge ourselves to improve life as we move forward. Come, let us prepare to cross this threshold and worship together. Our first reading is The Head of the Year by Marge Piercy. The moon is dark tonight, a new moon for a new year. It is hollow and hungers to be full. It is the black zero of beginning. Now you must avoid yourself of injuries, insults, incursions. Go with empty hands to those you have hurt and make amends. It is not too late. It is early and about to grow. Now is the time to do what you know you must and you have feared to begin. Your face is dark too as you turn inward to face yourself, the hidden twin of all you must grow to be. Forgive the dead year. Forgive yourself. What will be wants to push through your fingers. The light you seek hides in your belly. The light you crave longs to stream from your eyes. You are the moon that will wax in new goodness. Unitarian Ralph Waldo Emerson wrote, finish every day and be done with it. You have done what you could. Some blunders and absurdities no doubt crept in. Forget them as soon as you can. Tomorrow is a new day. Begin it well and serenely with too high a spirit to be cumbered with your old nonsense. As we say farewell to 2019 and welcome 2020, it's time to look back on the year, its blunders, absurdities, and mistakes, acknowledge them, and let them go so that we can begin a new day and a new year with serenity and high spirit. What brought struggle or conflict? Where did you stumble? Do you carry regrets or sorrows? Where do you need to seek forgiveness or offer it? There may be something from 2019 you wish to let go of or leave behind. Perhaps it's a habit or behavior it's time to stop. Feelings of anger, bitterness or resentment, a loss or difficult experience. 
the end of a job or relationship. We're going to enter a few minutes of silent reflection time. I invite you to think about these things. And then after some silence, we'll do a ritual of letting go. So let's take some silent time together. Here amid Christmas flowers is our communion bowl and a container of small stones. As Hal plays some soft music, I invite you to come up as you wish in silence and place a stone or stones in the bowl as a symbol of letting go of the things that came up for you in the silence. Everyone is welcome to participate. We have been weighed down by sadness like a stone. We have yearned. We have yearned. We have sometimes felt so utterly alone While we turn, while we turn We've been stricken by the wonder of it all Stricken dumb, stricken dumb And we have sometimes felt so faint we want to fall I say this year in flight together has been fun. What say we make one more circle round the sun? I'd say this year in flight together is now done. What say we make one more circle round the sun? We have raised our fists in anger and we've tried work it out, work it out, that we need each other we cannot deny, there's no doubt, there's no doubt, so let us weave another dream out in outer space, while we're turning, while we're turning, on this planet's home that's hold our human race We're still learning, but all in all I'd say this year in flight together has been fun What say we make one more circle round the sun You know this year in flight together is now done What say we make another circle round the sun one more circle one more circle make one more circle round the sun our second reading in Between Days, Liminal Space by Danny Crosby. So here we are on the hinge of another year. The winter solstice has passed. Christmas has been and gone, and we find ourselves in the in-between days, standing at the threshold of a new year. There is a beauty in these in-between days as we stand on the threshold of something new in that space, 
Over the last few months, I have kept on hearing a phrase that I was not really consciously aware of before, liminal space. Liminal space is a threshold, a space between things. The word liminal comes from the Latin limens, meaning a threshold. A threshold is a doorway or entrance. It is a place or point of entering or beginning. So liminal space is that moment when something changes from one state to another. It is that moment, which may last a lifetime, that lies between the known and the unknown. It is a moment of transition, a space of heightened intensity when we cross the threshold of what we think we know. That moment of abandon when things change and are never quite the same again. Moments that can change us forever. Moments that change everything. We all have them. It's just that too often we are not fully awake to them. We all of us stand in that space. Sometimes we enter such times liminal space, willingly, as a result of a decision to try something new. But there are also other times when we just drift into them a bit, like driving into a fog on our journey somewhere, not knowing where the fog will clear. Such moments are filled with uncertainty. They are times of transition we did not ask for at all. These can be confusing times, and such confusion can cause fear and anxiety. We humans do not like uncertainty. We like to know the ground that we are standing on is solid and secure. We want the path to be clear. We want our goals to be certain. We want to rush through the fog and enter once more into the light as soon as possible. But we need to experience the thresholds so as to learn all that they offer. To pass through liminal space and become all that we were born to be, born again and again and again in each moment of life. Last year, as I stood on the threshold of the year, I did not know what was to come. None of us did, did we? This year, we all stand at a new threshold, uncertain of what is to come. Let's not rush through these in-between days and wish them away. Let's instead appreciate this liminal space for what it is. And when we are ready, let's step into the days of the new beginnings and truly give birth to what is waiting within us. The third reading, A Blessing for the New Year by Jan Richardson. Think of the year as a house. Door flung wide in welcome, threshold swept and waiting, a grace spaciousness opening and offering itself to you. Here, let the weary come, let the aching come, let the lost come. Let the sorrowing come. Here, let them find their rest and let them find their soothing and let them find their place and let them find their delight. And may it be in this house of a year that the seasons will spin in beauty 
And may it be in these turning days that time will spiral with joy. And may it be that its rooms will fill with ordinary grace and light spill from every window to welcome the stranger home. How many of you use your GPS regularly? (laughs) I still consider myself new to Northeast Ohio, so I depend on it fairly often, even if it's just finding the closest Walgreens or knowing how long it will take to arrive at my destination. There have been plenty of moments where I've missed a turn or made a driving mistake, and the GPS says with an English accent in a very crisp, matter-of-fact voice, recalculating. And like magic, a way forward is found, sometimes with some surprises and discoveries awaiting. This is true in life, too. If we take time regularly to think about our lives and are honest with ourselves, there are plenty of moments where we've made mistakes, taken a wrong turn, hit a dead end, and our spiritual GPS reminds us that we need to recalculate. One of life's great gifts is that until we die, there is always time to recalculate, to reflect on the choices we've made, make amends for hurt and pain others have experienced because of us, reprioritize our lives, make healthier choices, let go of those things which no longer serve us or bring us joy, and seek to live more fully and more authentically. While we can do this at any given moment of our lives, this time of year lends itself particularly well to spiritual reflection. There is a certain mystique about January 1st and its invitation to make life changes, even though the changing of a number doesn't really matter. Wednesday, January 1st, 2020, will be just another day. The sun will rise again and life will go on as it always does if we're fortunate. And yet, as a people of hope and possibility, who are we to refuse any opportunity that offers us a promise that maybe, just maybe, we're at the threshold of something new and better? But in order to make that promise real, we need to do some important spiritual work. January is named after the god Janus, who was given the gift of being able to look both forward and backward as a reward for the hospitality he offered to the god Saturn. My colleague Ellen Cooper Davis writes, like the god Janus, we can look forward and see what is possible. We can imagine ourselves healthier or in a different job. We have the ability to look forward with vision, even if we are uncertain about all the steps that might require us to get from here to there. She goes on, we can also look back. We reminisce, we are nostalgic, We have memories which are both pleasant and painful. But our gift in this respect is deeper than that. We don't just remember, we can reflect. We have the extraordinary opportunity to learn from our past and to allow its wisdom to inform the choices we make about the future. As Unitarian Universalists, we describe our faith as one of embracing the journey rather than the destination. This is an understanding that life itself and our individual lives are a work in progress, and that you and I have the power to shape our destiny, that the choices we've made and the choices we'll make in the future do matter. Along with this freedom comes the spiritual work of accepting responsibility for our decisions and actions, 
reflecting on our lives regularly, naming our successes and our failures, and learning from what has happened. My colleague, Victoria Safford, wrote a beautiful meditation titled Map of the Journey in Progress that I read regularly to help me reflect about how I'm living. She says, here is where I found my voice and chose to be brave. Here's a place I forgave someone against my better judgment and I survived that. And unexpectedly, amazingly, I became wiser. Here is where I was once forgiven, was ready for once in my life to receive forgiveness and to be transformed. And I survived that too. Here's a place, a murky puddle, where I have stumbled more than once and fallen. I don't know yet what to learn there. On this side, I was outraged, and the rage sustains me still. It clarifies my seeing. Here's where I was told that something was wrong with my eyes, that I see the world strangely, and there's where I said, yes, I know. I walk in beauty. She concludes by saying, here is where I began to look with my own eyes and listen with my own ears and sing my own song, shaky as it is. Here is where, as if by surgeon's knife, my heart was opened up, and here, and here, and here, and here. I've experienced all these things in my life. I've forgiven and asked forgiveness, and like Victoria, I survived it. I've felt rage about the injustice this past year and and helplessness too. I've encountered those murky puddles where I've not merely stumbled but slipped and fallen. I've struggled with how our white supremacy culture has shaped me and gotten in the way of who I want to be as a minister and as a person. It has at times affected what I've said in this pulpit And I ask your forgiveness this morning for moments of arrogance, of mansplaining, of preaching Unitarian Universalism as a faith of smug self-righteousness rather than a faith for those seeking wisdom and the humility of not having all the answers. I've walked in beauty, looking with my own eyes at the world around me. I've felt grief and thought I would fall apart, but here I am. And my heart has been opened time and time again, sometimes in spite of my desire to keep it closed rather than risk it breaking again. To how many of these things are you able to say, yes, I've been there too? Many of them, I hope, so that you too can say, I'm fully alive. And here we are. We've lived to tell about it with our knowledge, our hopes, and a whole world of possibilities waiting for us, whether we're young or old, walking with grief, or stepping out with joy, struggling to find our way, or seeing the path before us. What a magnificent gift. And now, as Reverend Kathleen McTeague writes, we stand at a threshold. The new year, something truly new, still unformed, leaving a stunning power in our hands. What shall we do with this great gift of time, this new year? We've taken time to reflect on the fumblings, the mistakes, the absurdities of 2019, and hopefully the stone ritual helped you let them go. In a moment, I will invite us to take some time to look forward with hope 
and vision and possibility. We don't know what will happen in the future, but we do know we can each shape it to some extent. As you look forward, I invite you to ask yourself, who would I like to be this year? What does that best self look like? How might I pour my love out into the world abundantly? How might I, as Parker Palmer asks, delight in the gift of life and be grateful? Ellen Cooper Davis invites us to dare to imagine what it would look like to align value with action, to live out of truth and beauty and goodness. Listen for what calls to you, for what feels life-affirming and expansive. And then, she says, instead of setting arbitrary goals or making resolutions, choose how you will live each day. Kathleen McTeague says, the first of January is another day dawning, the sun rising as the sun always rises, the earth moving in its rhythms. Yet also we stand at a threshold, the new year something truly new, still unformed, leaving a stunning power in our hands. May that stunning power help us live fully and joyfully, mindful of what we have learned and guided by a vision of who we might yet become. Now I invite Camille to read a poem titled To the New Year. It's by W.S. Merwin. With what stillness at last you appear in the valley, your first sunlight reaching down to touch the tips of a few high leaves that do not stir, as though they had not noticed and did not know you at all. Then the voice of a dove calls from far away in itself to the hush of the morning. So this is a sound of you here and now, whether or not anyone hears it This is where we have come with our age, our knowledge, such as it is, and our hopes, such as they are, invisible before us, untouched, and still possible. Mindful of what brought you joy, remembering the lessons of strength and courage you gained this year, What do you want to bring with you into the new year? Or is there a spiritual goal or practice you have in mind for this coming year? It could be as simple as one word. Is there something new you want to do? Something on your bucket list to check off or a change you want to make in your life? You have a post-it note in your order of service. You are welcome to use this when you've chosen your goal or hope for the new year. You're welcome to write a word or phrase on it and put it somewhere you will see it regularly to remind you. We'll take a few moments to reflect, but you're welcome to take it with you and write it down at a later point if you're not ready yet. So once again, let's take some silence to reflect together. Randolph L. Lovely once said, let there be an offering to sustain and strengthen this place, which is sacred to so many of us, a community of memory and hope, for we are now the keepers of the dream. 
This dream of this congregation, the Unitarian Universalist Church of Kent, and its mission and vision thrive because each of you so generously give of your time, your talents and gifts, and your financial resources. Thank you. These are the words of John O'Donohue. May our minds come alive today to the invisible geography that invites us to new frontiers, to break the dead shell of yesterdays, to risk being disturbed and changed. May we have the courage today to live the lives that we would love, to postpone our dreams no longer, but to do at last what we came here for and waste our hearts on fear no more. And now ready to live the lives that we would love and to postpone our dreams no longer, but to do at last what we've come here for. Let us go forth in peace and joy to continue inspiring love, seeking justice, and growing together in community. May it be so. Blessed be. Amen and namaste.